Welcome to the Q4 Impact Podcast, where we challenge the cultural norms of aging through scripture, story, and conversation. Welcome to the Q4 Impact Podcast. Last week, we introduced that we would be starting a two-part series on Always Growing. Now, when we talked about change last week, we did talk about trying to avoid becoming stagnant. So that infers um, wanting to always grow and not stagnate. But Ron, why do you think, why did we decide that this topic deserved its own episode or two? And I'm just noticing stuff when now that I'm in the midst of this fourth quarter, uh, I'm noticing what's happening in me. I'm looking around at my friends that are in the same category. I'm looking around the culture and I'm recognizing that there's an absence of emphasis on the fact that we need to keep growing as we get older. We, we don't just come to a certain point and then we've arrived, you know? So what do you mean by keep growing? What are you getting at with what you're not seeing? Yeah, well, I'm, what I'm not seeing is is what what happens at 60. You know, I mean, you look at 20 or 30 and there's marriage and there's, if you have a family, there's, there's kids and education. There's all these kind of natural growth. There's going to Bible study classes, you know, maybe getting a degree, you know, in, in theology. There are all of these things happening or even going on a short-term missions trip when you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s. Well, what's happening in your 60s? You know, where what's, what's the menu of how does a 60-year-old grow? What's the calling of God as we get to those latter years of our lives? And I'm looking around and I'm not seeing a whole lot. So I thought this is a good thing for you and I to talk about. I do agree. Now you're talking about kind of external things that may help us grow in our faith or expression of faith in those younger years. If that is now being de-emphasized as we age, how is that messaging coming about? Yeah, it's, it's, is, I'm just not hearing. Uh, there's silence about holiness and what does holiness look like for a 65 year old? Or what does godliness look like for a 70 year old or an 80 year old? It's almost like, well, you must have already arrived, you know. I guess <laughs> you get to 65 and you are godly and you are holy. <laughs> well, uh, that to look forward to? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you could look forward to it, but it ain't going to happen. <laughs> and because damn, and I got as many, you know, temptations to be self-absorbed as I've ever had. I might even make the case that I have more temptation to be self-absorbed than I did when I was younger. You know, you don't have the choice of maybe sleeping in when you've got a two and a four-year-old running around in your house and school and homework and cooking and 
well, I don't have any two or four year olds and I don't have to get anyone ready for school. So, you know, that, that creates a different, a different scenario. And a, a choice that becomes more internal to pursue that call of God on our lives to grow in holiness and to be transformed into his image. Yeah, the, the, the real, the only, I, I want to make sure, I, I don't like to use words like only maybe, but the, the, the vast majority of the messaging that I hear for folks in my stage of life is not about holiness and godliness and, you know, what are the new ways that you could consider, you know, serving or, or, or being used by the Lord in these later years of your life? You know, all I hear about, for the most part, 90%, you know, is travel, is, is, is vacation, is, you know, golf, is, is leisurely things. And I'm not hearing anyone talking about, and we spend, can we draw closer to the Lord at, mm -hmm. in this stage of life than we were at earlier stages? You don't you don't pull the boat into the you know the winter cabin you know and you put it up and you're now you're it's it's this no less emphasis to be seeking after God to be wanting to please Him to be wanting to have Him fully in your life at this stage than at any other stage. I agree. And it makes me think of the scripture of stirring one another up unto good works. And that's what I hear you saying. And so there is this link between pursuing uh, the Lord and his holiness in the way that our lives are lived and our serving, what we do out of that transformation of our life. Connect those dots a little bit more for us, if you will. I think that it takes some perhaps individual thinking that's not common or, or you're, you're, you're not going to necessarily go somewhere and someone's going to challenge you or question you about, you know, what you're doing with your time. I, I mean, I do that when I'm having conversations. You're not normal, Ron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been told that on the so uh, it's always a question when I'm meeting a retired doctor or retired, so what fills your day, you know, now that you're not going into work? And most of the time, Susan, I'm really not very impressed with the answer that I get. On occasion, I am, and I have met men and women who are, you know, taking this stage of life and, and really trying to maximize, you know, uh, allowing God to to use them, but it's it's more rare than than I would say is common. So I I want to get my stirrer out and mm -hmm. and stir the pot and say, hey friends, this really should be a time where we could even be growing mm -hmm. at a faster pace growing in our faith, growing in our surrender to the Lord, growing in how often God uses us yeah. be because we have more time for that now. I like that. 
in your blog, you, you talked about the concept of retirement. And it's interesting for me to learn that that concept only came about a, about 130 years ago. And when it was invented, it had nothing to do with what it has morphed into now in our Western culture. It originally was invented to make room for younger generations in the employment market. And so we're the ones in these last 130 years that have taken retirement to be equivalent with relaxation and leisure. And so that's what we're wanting to counter because there's still purpose in retirement. It was invented with a purpose. So what is God's purpose now with that added time? And certainly as we continue to grow in him, what fruit is that increased growth going to bear? Well, that's those are the kinds of things I really want our Q4 Impact podcasts to include and be about in the months ahead is encouraging folks and giving people ideas of what they could be doing and and inspire folks to not only be excited about whatever movie is out or whatever sports team you're rooting for is doing, you know, and it, it's not that you can't, it's not that we're saying that you can't go to the movies, you can't have a favorite sports team, but boy, that shouldn't be what our lives are about. Not not at the stage of life that we're in right now. It it you know, I, I was having a conversation with someone a few weeks ago and it was a a, a woman and I we were talking about heaven and and she said, I I'm not ready because there's a lot of people I want to bring with me. And like I like that. You know, I like that awareness that she is is focusing on where can she share Jesus? Who, which ones of her friends, you know, are not living in for Him? And so, you know, that's growing. That's an example of someone who isn't finished. You know, we haven't graduated from our responsibilities. We haven't graduated from godliness. You know, okay, age sixty-five, Susan, come up and get your diploma. And now your pursuit of God has come to a close. Thank you for your service. And now you can sit on a beach chair by the ocean until you die. You know, it's almost like that's that's almost what we're saying, what you're hearing and what we're saying. So it makes me think of something I was talking about with my son just the other night. And I'm trying to remember how it came about. And it's probably inconsequential. But I made the comment to him that Though when you've read certain passages of scripture many times, it doesn't matter because each time I read it, the Lord brings something new to light. And it's because his word is living and active and it is what gives life. And so for someone in their fourth quarter who may have that gift of time that we've referenced and is able to be in the word all the more that should be bearing fruit because God's word is constantly shaping our lives and revealing truths to us. And that gets me excited. Um, I, it's made me fall in love with God's word through my own Christian walk and the thought of having opportunity to be changed by that all the more is something that I desire. Yeah. You know, I, when we're getting 
changed when when we see something in our lives and and we look at God's word and we say, eh, you know, I'm not really doing this real well. And and the Lord helps us to to adapt and to recognize something and and we we make an adjustment. It's such a fulfilling, it's such a meaningful thing to apply scripture to our lives and then encounter the the fruit of of how that makes you feel and what that experience is like. It's it's tremendously rewarding. And God wants to continue to interact with us to the very last day of our lives. You know, I hope I'm convicted of some sin or something. I hope I don't sin, but you know, I, the, the day before I die, I, I want there to be some sort of transaction going on between me and the Lord and him shaping me and continuing to mold me into his image right up until the time that I see him. So I love that desire. I want to take us back a little bit more to the link between always growing and pursuing holiness and serving. And this is not, you know, to prod someone and to just do, do, do. But, you know, I'm thinking of even studies that have been done that show that when we are more stagnant, um, our lifespan actually decreases, our um, mental, physical abilities can decline more rapidly. So even the way that God made our physical frame is meant to serve, is meant to be active. And so this whole idea of retirement just being leisure and relaxation flies in the face of even how our own bodies are created. But because as we get older, we are more prone to want to relax and find those comforts like we talked about last week. The enemy of our souls is also very active because he doesn't want us to keep being transformed into the image of Christ. He doesn't want us to be actively serving the Lord. Let's talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, well, what what was those movies? The Tomb of Grumpy Old Men, you know. <laughs> you know, we make fun of it, but yet it's like, <laughs> is that what we want? We just want to become these, you know, kind of leisurely, lazy, kind of pleasure-seeking people at the end of our days. Like, not not at all. Like, I I don't want to be that way at all. So. You know, it, it, I think it requires us to to really consider and take a kind of a hard look at, well, what should I be doing, you know, at this stage of, of my life? Lord, what, what would you have me to be doing? And I think it maybe needs a little more initiative, individual initiative to consider, you know, what this this season of life should look like. If if we don't do that, if we don't ask God for direction and we just let ourselves kind of, you know, wake up and be, um, be swept into where everyone else is going, you know, there's television and movies and, you know, sitcoms and sports, there's so many distractions, there's so many opportunities to do things that really don't have a lot of value you know more than ever I think the the, the distractions are and they're so available like 
pick up my phone and I can watch a movie on my phone, you know, anywhere. I could be in my car watching a movie. I could be walking down the street. We never had that before. And so it takes deliberate, you know, consideration Mm -hmm. of, Lord, what, what should this look like for me in these latter years? And creativity. I think you spoke to your in your blog about the need to be creative that in these later years, how am I to serve? You know, you may not be on the floor in the nursery with the little ones anymore when you're in your 70s, but that does not preclude those of us as we get older from having a very valuable role to play within the body of Christ. Yeah, I, I don't like to use myself necessarily as an example, um, and I'm making sure I'm slowing down saying that because I want to make sure it's really, really true. I probably do like it to some degree, but on Sunday, I'm leaving to volunteer at a family retreat with Johnny and friends, and I'm going to be assigned to a, a young man that I got to do this with last year and he's uh i think he's got 18 this year and the two of us he's got uh down he's got uh just a serious disability and uh and it and i'm gonna just be able to be with him and give his his parents and his family a break and when i did this for the first time last year i was 69 and and so and was it stressful? Well, I don't know, a little bit, but but it was incredibly rewarding and fulfilling. So, you know, that's just an example. I'd never done that until I was 69 years old. So there are new things that any of us can do. And, and the spectrum is so wide of opportunities to volunteer, to help, to get involved in one thing or another. They're everywhere. We just need to make it to recognize that it should be a a part of our lives. Yes. And I'm guessing, Ron, when you say that you served in that way for the first time at age 69, that was birthed out of your ongoing pursuit of the Lord and, and how he was calling you to bear fruit in your life. And then I'm guessing that in your service, you also grew a lot in your faith. And I love that there's that that pattern of as we um, allow the Lord to stretch us and grow us as we pursue him, he is so faithful to then continue to grow us and transform us. Yeah, you know, you did mention, and I didn't answer it as well, or hardly at all, but you, you imagine if, if, we get removed when we get to this age, 65, if we succumb to what culture is, is saying to us, mm-hmm. you know, isn't it easy to think that it's, it's an idea of, of the enemy to remove folks that have had a lifetime of experience, who've been through so much let's get rid of those people and let's all put them on a lake somewhere in a rowboat and and remove them from civilization and so 
yeah, it, it just makes a lot of sense that that that's not God's purpose, that that's the opposite of what I would think God's purpose would be. And uh, so I don't, I don't want to be a part of that. And I want to be a part of, you know, seeking God, just as Scripture says, whether it's the the story of of the treasure hidden in a field or the pearl of great price. I want my pursuit of God to be just as strong at this stage of my life as ever. In fact, I'm going to say that again. I want it to be stronger than it's ever been. I want to be more passionate. I want to be more devoted than I was as as a younger man. And I think that is the overall message of this first part of our topic on always growing is to challenge those that are listening to go hard after God and to not slow down. I know that um, while I'm not yet in retirement, I'm close enough that I think about it. I need to be planning for it. And it's not just me looking at people that are doing. Like, I don't want anyone to, to miss here because it starts with what you were referencing at the very beginning of this conversation. And that is our pursuit of a holy God so that we become holy as he is holy. And that's what I need. I need people that I can look up to that have gone before, that have gained the wisdom and experience and can now encourage me and remind me of God's faithfulness in their life. So before we wrap up, Ron, are there any other closing comments on this first part of Always Growing? Well, I want to save them for next week, Sue. So let's yeah. uh, let's tie the bow around this podcast and move on to uh, getting ready for next week. We'll do it. I hope everyone who has listened today is encouraged to stir up that pursuit of God and to also remember that if you are not actively involved in some way in serving the Lord, there is a place for you. You have value and we need you in the body of Christ. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Q4 Impact Podcast. Please make sure you're subscribed to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on so you continue receiving encouragement and practical tips on how to live your fourth quarter continually impacting the world around you for Christ.